Hello, and thanks for joining us here at Once When I Was Cool, a weekly podcast about mediocrity and about the things that we used to love when we were younger. My name's Dave, and we're very fortunate today that we're, well, fortunate or unfortunate because we're both live in the flesh at the moment. We're about, we happen to have caught up again in Brisbane. Uh, here we are live in we, at Wee's place. So, uh, Wee, how you doing? Good to see you in the flesh again, mate. I know that's what uh, that's what all the ladies say. <laughs> Good to see me in the flesh, but uh, you know it's great. It's great to have you up on uh, up, up face to face, so we can do some of these podcasts. So uh, yeah, it's great to have you here. Uh, yeah, no, and, and this one, of course, because it's just the two of us, we're missing our producer Simon. So I'm using our uh, our new recording deck at the moment. So I'm hoping that uh, everything's going to go fairly well here, and we're going to uh, you know make things work. So we'll see how it goes. It's beautiful, can I tell you? It's 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 got lots of lights on it. Uh, it's got lots of buttons and makes uh, us look semi-professional. Yeah, makes yeah. us look semi-professional. I don't think um, Diesel thinks it's any any different. No, we have uh, Wee's uh, staffy here at the moment, lying down, being a very good boy. He's wearing his shirt that says "Fun Captain," and uh, fun captain he is. Um, yeah, so using the new uh, Roadcaster Pro that we bought a little while ago, just so that we can. Uh, uh, be prepared, be a little bit more self-sufficient and uh, hopefully get things running a little bit easier. So we, on with the show, uh, sorry to be missing producer Simon this week, but I'm sure we'll see him again at some point. Big shout out. So this is a new way of getting us out to your earballs, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, all right. So we, once when I was cool, we used to have thieves and people used to steal stuff and they used to steal stuff in a different kind of way. Um, and, and I guess that the, the very nature of stuff that people steal these days is a little bit different. And this has sort of come about because uh, we're at your place where, of course, you had your car stolen. What was it this time last year? Uh, probably about 18 months ago now. Oh, has it been that long? Yep. Yeah, and of course, at this stage, people actually broke into your house and rummaged through and found your keys and then just got into keys and took the car from out the front. Yeah, they took the good car. They didn't take my truck, which is it's old and probably manual. Yeah, well, there it is. That's probably one of the best anti-theft devices is uh, having a manual transmission. Yeah, that and not leaving your keys in a in a bowl or in the one place where if somebody comes in and they take the whole bowl, which they did with ours. Oh, so they took all your keys? Yeah, they took all the keys and went outside and went, I don't know, we'll take the WRX um, yep, and yep. leave... Um, take the boy racer car. Boy racer car and leave the truck there. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess it's different, though, because that's fairly brazen. People never used – you never used to hear about people breaking into your house, especially just to steal your car keys. People used to just either break into your car or steal it as it was. Well, or stuff off your car. That's the other side of it. It's, um, you know, aerials. People would always sort of try and whip an old aerial off and uh, or turn it into – and that's why people would have coat hangers. you know, on the for aerials. But, you know, they'd pull emblems off uh, – Anything that was sort of attached that they could remove, people people would do. Like your hubcaps, mm-hmm. like you know, these days it's um, yeah they take the whole vehicle. They used to take their whole vehicle also back in the day, but it's not nothing like what what it is today. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess going back to being childhood, uh, our childhood, it was always um, if you ever left your bike out the front of your house, you always ran the risk of your bike getting stolen. And I remember I went. Um, when I was a um, a volunteer lifeguard, I rode my bike down to the um, to the surf club one time, and uh, when I came out five hours later after being on patrol, the bike had gone, and of course I hadn't put a lock on it, so therefore part of the responsibility stayed with me. 
But, you know, stealing your bike's a bit different to stealing your car. But, you, you know, you, it just goes to show that even back then, and this was 30 years ago, over 30 years ago, that you uh, you just couldn't leave anything lying around for fear of getting it nicked. Look, I, I remember not even locking the car. My, my parents would hardly ever lock the car. You'd hardly lock the house. You know, that just it wouldn't be the case. Although... I don't know if you remember, I had uh, a Suzuki Jimny slash, what, what would you call them? In, um, a Suzuki Samurai, Samurai, I think they were called the Jimny. Yeah, yeah, soft top. And I actually, it was a soft top, like you could literally just unclip it to get in, but someone didn't think that well and they used a screwdriver and popped my locks on my door. So, I'm, right. you know, even, even the thieves weren't really... Or they, or rather than unzip them, because I had a similar thing. Rather than unzip them, they'd actually take to it with like a box cutter or something like that, and cut the cut the the vinyl windows at the back. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. What they used to get in back back in our day, it was around, um, you know, stealing the uh, stereo system, but not the whole system. It was just the head deck. It used to be. Uh, that's what everyone was sort of after in there, and it was just the head deck. And then they started yeah. making the any theft devices where you could actually pull your whole um uh pull the whole whole uh, cassette deck out yeah you could pull the whole cassette deck you'd lift up like a handle and pull it out and it'd just have a cradle and you put it back in then they got to the point where they were putting the uh detachable faces on so it yep was, yep and so then you just take the face off and put it in a cover and put it in your pocket yeah it was easier to put that in your pocket than the whole did you ever have a did you ever have a stereo stolen uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I lived in Sydney, I had a Suzuki Sierra as well, a Suzuki Samurai, and it had a hard top on it. And people had done the same thing. They went and busted the locks with some sort of thing. It wasn't a screwdriver as such. It was like a square implement that just punched the lock in. And they then um, basically punched the lock, broke the lock, got into the car, took the stereo, but I had the face inside. Um, so the stereo was effectively useless and I lived uh, close to a um, – I was in Sydney, so I lived close to a um, metropolitan train line. So they were obviously just on the train and gone. But um, about a few weeks later, I, I got the locks repaired and fixed it all up and, you know, it cost me money and it was inconvenient and I put a new cheaper stereo in. I wasn't bothered going to get a new one again. And this was back in the days of cassette tapes as well. So it was a cassette player. Yeah. And I um, – I never kept, I, you know, I just, I think I still had the face, but the face was sitting in my house inside. But I came back a few weeks later and um, somebody had done exactly the same thing, obviously looking to come back and try and find the um, the faceplate. So they popped the locks once, stolen the, the body of it, then yep. popped them again to try and get popped the Popped them again a few weeks later. And I, the only reason I knew it was the same people because the, the, the new lock was pushed in in exactly the same way as the old lock. Oh, I was furious. Yeah, they've probably been watching it. But of course you're going to leave the face in there. Well, why you? would I put the face back? They've obviously thought, oh, well, he's just left it in there. He's got a new stereo in. And interestingly enough, it was a cheap stereo, so they didn't bother trying to steal it again. <laughs> I think it was actually, back in the day, I don't even think I had a tape deck in it. So it was pre-CDs. Um, but I think I just got a cheapo, um, you know, like 30 bucks and put it in. And um, it was just a, a, a radio. I don't, even, I don't even think it had a tape deck in it. They just thought it wasn't worth it. But they should have been able to look from the outside to see that. Well, yeah, I mean, I had tinted windows and, and all the likes, but, um, yeah, they obviously got in and either thought they were going to get another stereo or or were going to find the faceplate. Look, you know, the, the other thing too is they go rummaging around for loose, uh, loose change 
or any, anything else they could get. Um, you know, I've had um, when we, me and my family, my young, fa- my f- personal family, not my like my parents and my brother, when we lived out at um, out in the country, one night I could hear someone rummaging around. And I was yelling out at them. They're going, we're just looking for a lighter. They didn't want to steal anything. They were just looking, hoping they could get a lighter to light the cigarette on their way home. Well, it's just just absolutely crazy. So they so they broke into your car just for a lighter? Well, the car was essentially unlocked. But they were in rummaging around through our car and we could hear them. It was, it was just crazy. You, you didn't really lock your cars back then. No, no. Well, you didn't because you didn't expect people to steal them either. No, and... Like I and Dirk's had his car out the side of the house here, where we live now. And I've come home and I've seen the boot ajar, and I've said to him, "You need to go and close your boot because your boot's open." Gone outside and he goes, "Oh, I've had everything stolen out of my car." They didn't steal the stereo no. because they're integrated these days. Yep, yep, they're part of the dashboard. Yep. So, but they stole a pair of shoes. They stole a, a really good jacket that he had. I, I, and I said to him, "You don't. You shouldn't leave stuff in your car." These days, people will smash your windows in for 40 cents. It's crazy. Absolute craziness. What do you mean? Like I a, would have thought the breaking into cars to get stuff out was less. It's They break in to actually steal the car or not do anything. No, but I'm saying if you... A lot of places, if you go to air, some areas, they'll have signs saying, don't leave change in the car, don't leave anything where anyone can see it, because people just go along and smash the windows in with rocks or whatever, a hammer, and just take stuff out of it. Right. Yeah, well, look, I, I guess yeah, there's a lot of beaches and places that you go to, say, basically lock it up or, you know, is that your own risk? But uh, is it kind of excusing the behaviour rather than cracking down on it? That's the difference. I think back in the day it was not tolerated. I mean, it's not tolerated now, don't get me wrong. I just think, you know, there was people, I, I, I think it's about respect. I think there was a lot more respect. You always had criminals. Criminals are always going to be around People are always going to steal stuff. It's just the way life is. Somebody sees something, they want it, they can't afford it, they take it. That's what they do. There's people out there that do that. The other side of it is you've got people who, um, you know, they try and make a living out of it these days. You know, there's what they call, um, there's gangs around that just go and steal stuff and do break and enters. Mm. They do new estates at a time. You'd hardly hear of breaking enters out in the in the country where I was from. Hardly hear anything at all. It'd be a, an occasional thing. I've walked past places and the door's been open and I've gone in and they've gone, oh, yeah, no, I forgot to lock it up last night. No one's gone in and stolen anything. Mm. Well, it always used to be opportunistic as well. I don't think people used to just line up and get ready to go. I remember... Um at the place that uh, my mum and dad, well, we grew up in when I was a teenager, I had a surfboard that used to sit against a wall in one of the garage, you know, we had a double car garage and uh, had a surfboard that used to sit up against the side of there and I came out one day and it was just gone. And we figured out that there just happened to be people walking by and um, saw it there and just sort of walked over, grabbed it and kept walking and, you know, it was a quiet suburban sort of area and it was just that opportunistic moment. They saw something they liked so they took it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. But I do think there are some, also some um, elements of, you know, people trying to make a living out of it because it's easy, I suppose. I don't know. But I don't know if they used to back when we were young. 
No, I think that was more opportunistic, more sort of mm. dares. You know, you'd always get dared to do something a bit naughty, um, things like that, but not um, not to that point. But, but you'd also get um, people would try and steal things to make, you know, that would fit on their cars as well. You think of back in the time when you had bonnet or hood ornaments that people would take and put them on their car. Um, headlights were the other thing, so those additional driving lights. I remember um, Dad had on his um, his Holden Monaro, um, which was, would be considered a muscle car now. It was just a family car back then because we lived out west um, where there's a lot of, you know, dirt roads and a lot of darkness. He, he put on a, a good set, well, a set of um, headlights that would have been good at the time, but they were additional and they just sat on the... Um, your spotlights. Yeah, your spotlights, and they sat on the front. And I remember we came out one day and he was still a policeman at the time and um, people would have known who he was, but, you know, both of them were missing. They'd just been clipped off at the bottom and somebody had taken them and, and gone. They'd used to, yeah, that used to be the, the big thing. They'd just come out and cut your wires and take them. Cut your wires and not even undo the bolts that held them on. They'd just be like a thin sort of strip of steel type thing and then they'd uh, cut that and they'd be gone with them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, again, that's no, probably sure. opportunistic as well. And I'm sure they ended up on somebody else's car there somewhere as well. To go and steal someone else's? No, I was only about eight or nine at the time. I, I didn't, I'm, and my dad was a local cop, so I don't think he would have done it either. No, I thought you would have been a criminal career by eight or nine. Well, you know, we all have plenty of careers in our time. <laughs> I guess there's time for me to pick up yet. I'm too fat to be a thief now. I couldn't break into someone, you know, slide in through the, the toilet window or something like that. Unless it was like a, um, a fully open door. And when was it? Do you remember people used to steal hubcaps as well? I mean... When was the last time you ever saw a car with hubcaps that isn't a you know one of the the special old old time cars you know like the the sixties and seventies cars that have been restored the old timey cars yeah, yeah the old timey cars yeah that used to be a big thing you'd come out and there'd be a hubcap popped off or you know that yeah <laughs> it'd be or or uh, uh, even a, a mirror missing. People have walked past you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was always a bit risky as well because it, was, it wasn't up until the sort of mid-80s that we had mirrors on both sides of the cars. Most of the time it was only ever on the driver's side. Yep. And um, some of it, it's not like they were interchangeable in between the two various vehicles and things like that. Dog sneezing there. Bless you. He's allergic to me. The fun captain. Yep. He's looking at us now like we, we're a bit Yeah, special. anyway. Yeah, but I mean, I don't ever remember. Um, you know, there used to be burglaries, and there used to be people who used to do break and enter would get in and try and steal things. But do you ever? Um, you know, it wasn't common, and people weren't that brazen. But nowadays, any burglary we hear is uh, just a um, is usually a um, is usually a home invasion. Is what we hear it called. Sorry about that. We had a bit of a, a bit of a glitch there where we had to evict the dog because he was starting to get a little bit a uh, little bit excited. But, yeah, I was talking about any, any break-and-enters used to always be con- – well, would now be considered a home invasion. But people never used to really – they used to not break in when people were home. That seems to be the, the in thing now. They're breaking in when people are home. They don't care. Like, you might get someone who would have broken in if someone was down the back mowing the lawn. That was about it. Now, just brazen. They'll come in while someone's eating their dinner and steal stuff out of the bedrooms. It's crazy. But it's ballsy as well, and I, I don't understand why people are so brazen about it. I mean, to come in and steal things, it's not even if, as if people are breaking in to steal TVs and things anymore. Well, that's the thing. When we used to have the breaking in, they, you'd see them, and the whole thing is, you know, someone would be running down the road with um, 
a really big TV or a VCR on their shoulder or something like that. Or your camera gear or, so, or yeah. your golf clubs. Yeah. They don't break in to take TVs. One, they, I suppose they're all too big. They don't take your computers. And cheap, and cheap now anyway. Yeah. And, and laptops and all of those sorts of things, you know, they might take those. Um, but, yeah, back in the day it used to be they'd break in, steal the VCR and the TV and then go down to the pawn shop and... Um, well, even the silverware, it always used to be the running joke that people break in and steal the silverware. I mean, when was the last time you heard of someone getting their cutlery stolen? Well, anyone having silverware, as in actual silver. Like, it, we've got knives and forks, but mine ain't silver, that's for sure. Plasticware. All right, okay. It's all plastic, is it? Mm. Ch- disposable. Disposable. Chuck them in the ocean. Yep. Choke your turtle. Like it for a turtle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Turtleneck. Okay. So, back in the back back when we were um, younger, and and the reason this comes about, yes, we're at my place. This is where this happened. But you know, the only thing you used to have to worry about was maybe the bad kid that come over that was relate. You know, you know, maybe the older brother yeah, might have had a bad friend or something the, like the, that. The, the rough, the rough edged kid, the rough edged diamond who had an older brother who was a bit on the, you know. Lived on this, you know, on the skids on the other from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, so you know they'd come over and there'd be, you know, two dollars missing that was being saved up for three months for that two dollars, and all of a sudden that two dollars has gone missing. Like, or they'd steal your matchbox cars or you, you yeah, know, just your favourite squash ball or something. Yeah, so you know, to me, you know that that's a that was a, obviously a massive crimes of passion with those sorts of things because, you know, you loved your little matchbox cars and things like that. But, yeah, it was never uh, targeted types of things. I think that happens these days. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, ignorant. Did you ever get your lunch stolen at school? No. I remember there was, there was this, I shouldn't laugh because the guy that ended up doing it was a complete tool. I didn't, didn't much care for him at all. But there was this one kid at school every day used to go and eat this other kid's lunch and just leave like the, the crust corner of the sandwich and things like that and would get in there every day, every day for about two months. And this other kid had no idea, the kid whose lunch was getting stolen, had no idea who it was, but every day it would get eaten. And he'd be setting traps and looking to do it and the kid that was doing it, nobody knew who it was because this kid was the, the sort of kid that just found it funny. Didn't it was the principal, wasn't it? No, 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 it wasn't. It was it was just another kid. But every day for about two months, and I, I don't even know how we all found out, but eventually it all came out and the kids stopped doing it. But, um, yeah, it was always amusing. So he'd actually try and sit there and watch. Oh, he'd set traps and do all sorts of things. But I think what would happen is is because people would leave their bags outside the rooms, not in lockers. This was before we had lockers. Oh, yeah. Because we were only about 14 or 15 or something like that. And this kid at various stages throughout the day, obviously before lunch, would um, would ask, you know, to go to the toilet or do something because all the all the classes are staggered. It was never the same class every day. And he'd just go out there and pick it up and eat it and then chuck the, chuck the scraps in and then go back to class. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. It was. The, the, guy, the guy that did it was, was very clever. He, you know, I don't much have much time for him now, but he was um, very clever at it. That's it. Yeah, look, I hear what you're saying. And he was always skinny too. He was a skinny kid, so, you, you know, you always blame the fat kid for doing those sorts of things, but no, it never was. And, and this other kid would go to all sorts of measures. At one point he was putting it in someone else's bag, and I think this kid must have been one of his friends or something because he always seemed to know where this lunch was. 
That's, that's, look, when you look at it, oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cunning. And it was funny at the time because it didn't happen to me, but it was, um, <laughs> this other kid was, you know, going insane. See, I would have, I would have actually sabotaged the food. And it was more that, no, 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 you don't mess with food, mate. Don't do pranks to food. No, I know, but for, for this, I would have. But he, oh, you mean the kid whose food it was? Yeah. Oh, no, it was more the fact that he would only leave like a little corner or a little sliver or something like that. Yeah, but that's the thing. You'd, you'd, you'd do something, get a bit of uh, your, your pet dog to, to lick it before you put it in or do something like that. Yeah, no, I don't think that. I, don't, I think we were obviously more innocent in the early 80s and that didn't ever, ever come to pass. But, it, uh, yeah, it was always Either entertaining. Either that or you didn't know me back then. Well, the fact, the fact that I remember it, it's, uh, you know, it obviously was something that stood out in my mind. But there was always those kids at school. It doesn't matter what happened. Even if they weren't even at school that day and something went missing, they'd get the blame for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I you know, there's, you know, I can picture in my head the couple of guys that were always, you know, basically pinned for everything that went on that was wrong. Uh, sometimes rightly so. Um, however, um, you know, I, I, I do look back and think I think they were just, you know, picked on and bullied, and they were. You know, sometimes even set up, I believe, you know, you, something had happened and it'd always be, they'd be around, so they'd get the, you know, the blame for it. So I do feel a little sorry for a couple of those guys. Yeah, oh, well, fair enough. We're not going to get into bullying, though, as a podcast. Oh, no. No. <laughs> we, we, we can't take that type of flack. No, no. Probably because we got bullied. So do you think they're more clever this day or just more brazen? Brazen. They've got so many, look, they've got... Um, card readers. How many times have you had your bank account scammed? None. Touch wood. Yeah. Go and have a chat to my wife and ask her how many times she's been scammed. No, I don't. Touch wood. You know, um, I don't think we've we've ever had anything. Um, I, I remember once there was, I think somebody bought a, a little Vespa or something like that in New York or something like that on a credit card. Someone bought a Vespa. I think so. I think there was something. Some on your of, credit card. Yeah, yeah. And you don't think anything happened? Well, I can't really remember because nothing came of it. I, I remember that it. they never got to the actual buying it sort of thing. It, it came up to a phone call. Are you in New York at the moment trying to buy a Vespa? No. no. Okay, then we'll shut that down. Yeah. No, we've had... Um, I get plenty of emails about there's been suspicious activity. Click here to... Uh, yeah, to make sure you don't end up getting the police come and visit you or something like that. Oh, I get they're scams. They're scams. No, no, but we've had um, phone calls where they're going. Uh, just wondering if you've made this purchase in Melbourne or Adelaide or you know in uh, California or anywhere you know somewhere that's. And by the time you look at it, they're they're pretty smart. They don't go in and snatch big amounts. They go in and do little ones, and they start little, and that's what I've noticed. So ten's been. Um, you know, hit a uh, couple of times, and um, you know, I think I've been done done over once, and I think it's just because you use your credit card, and people somehow either someone where it's working does it, or someone's got a card reader nearby or something. It's, it's yeah. Well, a tech. girl, a girl I worked with was all she can put it down to is she was walking through Melbourne Airport and somebody's walked past with one of those um, those RFID readers and and just swiped it next to a bag and picked out her details and she ended up getting something bought in Melbourne that she didn't like a whole heap of things, all things for less than a hundred dollars. That's right, because you don't then have to put a pin in. No, because it's yeah, just the the swipe and go type thing. 
Yep, and that seems to be uh, what they're doing these days. They're doing multiple, multiple small amounts. Well, with COVID as well now, the the amount that you don't have to put your pin in for is now two hundred dollars. Well, there you go. Hmm, so interesting. I think it's also um, a lack of um, lack of consequence as well. I mean, when did the last time you hear of anyone stealing stuff actually going to prison or doing anything other than getting a fine or community service, which they probably never do? That was something that I was going to also talk about and bring up was around the um, yeah the there just doesn't seem to be any punishment. No, yeah, the lack of consequence. Yeah, so. You know, if you steal a car or you steal a loaf of bread, is it the same? Well, if it's feeding your family, you just get sent to Australia for seven years. Well, that's right. And because they're already here, there's no risk of being sent to Australia. Right. That's what the convicts happened, wasn't it? That's right. Yep. No, no, but look, look at these. The other thing too is... When we're talking about when we were young, we're talking about, you know, 14, 15. They're the ones that are doing all this stuff these days, the 14 and 15-year-olds. You yeah, see it and constantly. And when did you last hear one of them ending up in juvie? Oh, I don't. They actually cause more issues than anything else and they continually get away with it. There's no consequences, so why would they stop? Yeah. So anyway... So let us know what you think. Have you ever been, have you given up a life of crime to be a faithful podcast listener? Let us know. Once was cool podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any of your stories about thievery and anything like that that you've had. Uh, we promise to keep your identity secret, do we? Mm, depends. Maybe. Depends on what it is, what crime yeah. it is. Yes. We're not the clergy. We're not we don't en- have to. We're not enablers either. Yeah. Uh, we might. We might coax you a little bit. If you're interested in doing something and you want to blame someone, we can say, you can say, we told you to. We told you to. (laughs) Yeah, nice one. Yeah, that's how we roll. Good. Well, anything else to add, mate? No, I think uh, thievery these days is a lot more high tech, a lot more, um, less outcomes. The beauty back in the day, if you actually did steal something, the cop would give you, local cop would give you a smack in the back of the head. And you wouldn't do it again. Yep. Now, you know, we have to worry about people's feelings and, you know, they might want to be the known feel, as... The a, feelings in the back of their head. The feelings, you know, if they, you know, we're hurt, you know, you know. But anyway. On, but back on thievery, and I know we're trying to wind up here, but I, I must admit, though, you know, while I, I don't particularly like thieves as such, I do enjoy a good heist movie, where usually where they're trying to break into a bank or something like that, or, you know, one of those types of things are always good. Yeah, they are. And, you know, there's some good classics out there. And especially, well, even though, um, what are they called, the ones with the magic, where they're the magicians? Is it Now You See Me? I have no idea. Oh, man, they're tremendous. If you get a chance to see them um, with Woody Harrelson, I think it's Jesse Eisenberg and someone else and someone else. But, yeah, yeah they're, um, they're, they're tremendous movies. Yeah, good. Good. Mix in a bit of heist movie with a bit of magic. Oh, nice. The Holy Trinity. New stuff, magic and thievery. New stuff. Yeah, well, if you steal something, it's newly yours. Okay, all right. On that that note, mate, I think we're going to wind it up there. 
No worries. I ain't going to have a go with this uh, theme music outro. Sort yeah, of look, look, let us know yeah. what we sound like if we're awesome as always or does Simon's Simon get us out to earballs a lot better than us trying to do that. And well, talk. Simon's going to have to anyway because I uh, messed it up in the middle there, so he's going to have to patch it back together anyway, but that's the that's the plan anyway. Anyway, we thanks very much, Simon. Thank you. Uh, in your absence, we, uh, we will let you know. We but appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for listening and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, and on that note, talk to you later, we. Bye-bye.